Oh, oh, something has happened since the last time I talked to you. I downloaded Stray for the PS5. So now I'm a little cat running around the city. You just wanted to brag on the fact that you have a PS5. Exactly. But also, if you haven't played Stray, first of all, get some money and get a PS5, fuckers. Is it on anything else? It's also on Steam. It is on Steam. And PS4. But... Um... The important thing is, it is the most I've ever felt like a cat. There's a beautiful moment in it that's not a spoiler because it happens within the first three minutes, basically, where you get a vest, and the titular stray immediately does the typical cat thing where he just like flops over, and then when he gets up, like he can only army crawl for a couple minutes. It's so funny. Have you ever put a vest on one of your cats and they did the flop mm-hmm. thing? Linus did that, and I thought he was an actual pain, and I panicked, and I ripped the thing off of him until I googled it. Yeah, they're just melodramatic. It was the funniest thing. Like, when it happened to Linus, I was like, what is wrong with you? Like, you look like all of your tendons just got snipped at once. One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it. Money is tight. You know what else is tight? No. You, as a person, you're just a really tight person. I'm always saying, like, my friend Aaron, they're so tight. That was a good save. Yeah, I've decided that this is a PG podcast from now on, so I'm not going to be saying anything vulgar. Okay, well, I do respect that choice for you. I will be swearing. I think the heck not. So... Every time you swear, I'm going to Venmo request you 25 cents. I don't even think you can Venmo request for less than a dollar. (laughs) That would be, like, the most annoying bit a person could have is, like, a Venmo swear jar. Yeah. I think I might start Um, doing it to random people in my life to make them hate me. Well, let me tell you, you don't have to start doing that to get them to hate you. That's really good. That hurt my feelings (laughs) a lot, actually. (laughs) Um, well. We took last week off. Yes, don't be mad at me. Be mad at my one-year-old nephew. It was his birthday, and I couldn't make the schedule work. I'm so sorry to all of you beautiful people out there. Yeah, so do it that what you will. If you're going to cancel the pod, leave my name out of it. I genuinely was considering trying to do an episode from the road. That's how much I wanted to make this work. I was like, okay, if we call him from my phone... And if I just have Audacity running to catch the audio, I could do this podcast while driving home. That sounds fucking horrible, first of all. (laughs) Can you imagine, like, half of the podcast is just me going like, fuck, use your blinker, fuck! (laughs) Um, Also, like, I'm not sure that, like, driving a car while driving a car is like the best time to talk about this show 
Because I will I think, swerve hard to the left yeah. or right. I think if you struggle with any kind of intrusive thoughts, you know. I think it would have been fun that we could have gotten back to guested podcasts when I got pulled over and we could talk to a pig live on air. Oh, that'd be awesome. Peppa or otherwise. Awesome. British accent. Can you imagine getting pulled over for speeding and the cop who starts talking to you is Peppa Pig? Did you know you <laughs> That happened were to me speeding? last week. Can I tell you something? I would love that if you did. Do you remember how I went to Washington, D.C.? Yes. Famously, not a great weekend, you know, friend in the hospital, whatever. Oh, that's not why it's great? I thought it wasn't great because millions of people with uteruses had their rights stripped away. Maybe have some perspective. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm so sorry for the way that I am. So, I did get a nice letter in the mail Ooh. from the District of Columbia. Oh, God. And they do have these things no. that apparently can tell your speed and take pictures of your car if you are going over the speed limit and then send you a bill to your house. So I do have a $100 speeding ticket I have to pay from the, from Washington, D.C. and I didn't even get pulled over. That's disgusting. I'm, was going 37 in a 25 zone, but I mean... But that's normal. In Pittsburgh, that's expected. I was going to say, like, that's like, if you're going under 40, people are passing you and flipping you off. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a road that I travel very frequently, and the speed is 40, and if you're not going 60 on it, people get real mad at yeah. you. And, like, all the places where it's 25, you go... 40 miles per hour. Yeah, and what's the exact name of that street and the times that you ride on it? Right. Um, have you played The Last of Us? No. Too scary. It is scary. Chloe and I started playing it together because um, anytime anything scary happens, I just hand her the remote and I close my eyes. God, I want that for me. I know, honestly. I was like... Can we play this game? I've been waiting to play this game. Honestly, the same thing is happening. Like, I have a whole list of games for us to play together because I've been like, I really want to play these games, but they are too scary for me. Yes, that's... I am trying to get with a man right now that can um, play all of Resident Evil while I watch and cower. Yeah. I think I'm close. I might have a date in the coming days. Very exciting. Nice. So anyway, we've been playing The Last of Us, and famously, in The Last of Us, you do go to Pittsburgh. What? Yeah. And you go on the Boulevard of the Allies, and you're downtown on Liberty, I want to say. I found this website where it like compares shots from The Last of Us to like the real places in Pittsburgh, um, and they do like a pretty good job with it. Like It's not like perfect wow. but i now i want to play that i know i mean i wanted to play it before but like now i need to um hurry up and um get pregnant to trap this man i'm with yeah i think that sounds like a good plan um 
That's like really, I've been spending time outside, going to the pool. The weather this week is shit, so not going to the pool this week. Yeah, it's been really rainy, ain't it? So, um, that's, that's really it. I don't have anything else exciting other than my job's going to start soon. That is I'm really poor. Exciting. My girlfriend is braver than me. Your girlfriend That's is braver than us all. That is true. I'm very excited to see the two of you tomorrow. <gasps> oh, yeah. You forgot. I keep forgetting about it. Yeah. Like, Chloe has it on lock, but I do keep being like, what are we doing on Wednesday? So, yeah, we're going to see Lucy Dacus. Exciting. Yes, if you're at the show that happened two days before this episode comes out, come up and say hi. Yeah, come come see us. Did you Is see that outdoor? somebody got engaged at a Lucy Dacus concert? They were, like, in the front row. Oh, my and God. the song they got engaged to was Christine. Choose a different song. I beg of you. That just broke my head. What the fuck? I really wouldn't say any of those songs. I would argue that maybe except for like Kissing Lessons. She doesn't really have a lot of like, please get engaged to the song that I'm singing. I think you could get away with um, Triple Dog Dare if you're gay. Um, mm. You could get away with... But only if you're a gay teen who's about to run away from home. And then you could get away mm-hmm. with it. Um, I think... You could do, like, called? Hot and Heavy or, like, First Time. Yes. I was thinking Hot and Heavy. I was thinking... Um, fuck, what's the one about movies? Brando? Yeah. It's yeah. ultimately about a guy who sucks, but, like, you could do it. You could get away with it. Yeah. Ultimately, like, you can get engaged after the show. <laughs> yeah. How how have you been doing? Just rising and grinding? Um, More rising than grinding, for sure. But... Okay. Actually, more grinding than rising, because I've been fucking... That's not true. I came into this episode with a promise of a PG, Jesse, and I've already failed miserably. Yeah, I would also argue that rising, I feel like, elicits more more of a sexual connotation, for me at least, than grinding. Well, did you not go to school dances where they played the I wanna wind you and grind you? Up I on the floor. famously did not go to school dances, so... Oh, so you weren't bumping and grinding all night long. No, I I am realizing that grinding has a different meaning than, like, teeth grinding. Yeah, yeah. What else have you been up to? Did you read the book that we need to read for book club tonight? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That was Can a really please... good joke. Turn this fake background off. I'm getting like motion sickness. <laughs> I have a motion.
shit all. So I would love to do that for you. I don't know how. Are you going to laugh at me because I'm laying and lounging? No. When have I ever laughed at you? You go to you the little did. three dots. You just dots, finished laughing. And you hit apply background effects and then you choose the none option. But won't a nun be more distracting than this lab? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You knew what you were getting into when you asked me to do a podcast, I like to think. Yeah. Oh, so you can be in the Museum of Modern Art, but I can't? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Now that we're done with that little fun... um, thing that our listeners definitely can't see so it's only for us um but no i haven't done much this week i was in wisconsin that was fine then i wasn't in wisconsin anymore and that was also fine that's awesome um yeah my nephew's one years old now okay brag um, but no, ultimately I've just been, you know, living, I've been laughing, I've been loving from time to time. Awesome. Um, yeah, IDK, bro, I've just been, I've been living my life. Nothing exciting has happened to me in years. I wasn't gonna say it. And I thank you for that. So... Do you want to get into it? There's nothing I'd like to do less. <laughs> yeah, fair. Let me sit back up and give you my full attention and then we can get into it. Okay. I gotta find my lap desk. I'm not gonna say anything about the lap desk. I don't know why you hate my lap desk so much. Why do you I hate don't... functionality? I don't hate your lap well you sure as heck don't like it is this a good angle for me yeah you look like miley cyrus on the cover of vanity fair oh my god that's exactly the vibe i was going for holy shit all right well welcome to secret life of two gay american teenagers my name is aaron my name is jesse Today we'll be covering season four, episode nine, entitled Flip Flop. Really clever. Really fucking clever. I didn't, I don't understand it. Because every single character in this episode flip flopped their position on every matter that mattered. Isn't that every episode? Yes, but it's really, like, when they do it and then they call it out, it's actually really artistic and fun. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So this episode was directed by Keith Truesdell, written by Kelly and Courtney Turk. This is the first episode we've seen written by them. Would you say that there may be like some young Turks? And then... I'm ignoring you. That's okay. It's... Aired to 2.53 million viewers on August 8th, 2011. Holy shit. Oh my god, that's like eight days before my birthday. birthday. 
Now, what was that supposed to mean? I was anticipating. That's what a good um, improv partner does. Oh, is that what we are to each other? <laughs> yeah. Do you have biblical context? Um, no. Okay, do you want me to do mine so you can find some? I would love it if you would. Okay, it's August 8th, 2011. Cool, 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 cool. Okay. So going back a couple weeks to when I, you know, reported, some could say, on the Pennsylvania school, school, you know. The cheating uh, scandal. The cheating scandal that happened in 2011. We get a little follow-up on the Atlanta one that was mentioned in that article with this article from the New York Times entitled Atlanta school year begins amid a testing scandal, which just kind of talks about a specific elementary school where a vice principal and two teachers did voluntarily leave their positions because they were implicated in this testing scandal. And, um, you know, they're the school's, you know, effort to rebuild trust with students and teachers and I just think that cheating is not that big of a deal. Normalized cheating. I just think this idea, I know we can't get into it. If you're going to determine funding for schools based on standardized testing, yeah, you're already fucking over millions of students out of a quality education because they're no longer being taught practical knowledge. They're being taught to a test that they'll never need to know anything from again. So, like, if people want to cheat, let them do it. You're already cheating them. Yeah. And this has been Education Hot Takes with Jesse and Aaron. Mm-hmm. I just, I think it's, I think it's silly. I think it's stupid. I'm watching a truck right now try to turn around in the driveway in front of my window. Is he, like, in his garage, do you think? Yeah, yeah. he's actually, he's trying to get out of the second garage door. He's doing kind of a complete 180. That's really impressive. Honestly, if he pulls it off, you should go out and applaud because it's a really hard thing to do. No, this person clearly does not know how to drive. very embarrassing for them okay anyway um did you find your biblical context yes i found maybe the best one we've ever done great i'm excited so this is from the gainesville sun what do you know about gainesville florida you know i want to say i know nothing well you're about to change that This article is titled, Suspects in Bible Burning Incident Sought. Okay. Hot. It has one of the funniest pictures attached to it I've ever seen. I'm trying to take a screenshot, but my phone is betraying me. Every time I try, it just turns off. Hmm. Okay, I got it. I'll send it to you in a second. But um, let me just read you... A few paragraphs of this. Officials say two young people set a Bible aflame on Sunday at the entrance to a church in northwest Gainesville, whose pastor caused an international stir last year when he threatened to burn hundreds of Korans. 
Charred pages were strewn about the driveway of the Dove World Outreach Center at 5805 Northwest 37th Street. Look it up. Maybe burn a Bible there. Who's to say? Um, as police officers and a fire investigator inspected the scene. Witnesses said the two suspects, at least one was a man, but police said witness interviewed were split on whether the other was male or female, lit the Bible at about 5 p.m., but didn't say anything during the inter- incident. So apparently, two people just lit a Bible on fire on the church grounds. A bunch of people gathered, and then the two people walked away, and everyone kind of dispersed. No one was injured, and no structures were damaged by the fire, which only left a black circle on the driveway. So they're going to prosecute for, like, the death penalty, right? Probably. Well, Fire Chief Gene Prince, who came to the scene, said even though no one was injured, it was still considered a serious matter. Because there's nobody personally in harm's way. The dollar value is very minimal, Prince said. The fact here is that it's at this particular address, and we know the history here. We take it very seriously. Hmm. Hmm. And in this church, they had burned a Koran earlier. But, you know, like, that's not a big deal. It's just as soon as someone, you know, burns a Bible. Right. But um, I just sent you the picture that's attached to it, and it just makes me giggle. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's just two um, fire investigators slash policemen. We don't know. And they're just... Bagging that charred Bible up. That's evidence, They look like they're trying to handle a bomb or something. It's very funny. But anyway, that's the news. The devil might just jump out of that burned Bible. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's the thing. The devil famously lives in a burned Bible. Right. So, all right, let's get into it. Um, We start at Dr. Atavi's office with Adrian and Dr. Atavi. We get a nice little PSA Mm. about not getting pregnant again. Yeah, this scene felt like it was going to be something so powerful and important, and then it, you know, went a different way, but... Basically, Dr. Tavi is like, Adrian, you never wanted to marry Ben. You only did it to, like, try to be responsible. You have your whole adult life ahead of you. You can still have the life that you wanted to have. And she has, like, this moment of clarity, and she's like, holy shit, what have I been doing? Um, And for a second, I'm like, oh my god, finally, we're out of the nonsense. No. But this being the secret life of the American teenager, Brenda Hampton decides that we're going to double down on the nonsense, actually. Yeah. So I I do have a little snippet that I would like to read to really, you know, hammer in the PSA-ness of this yes. all. So Adrian is saying, you know, if I was 30, you wouldn't be coming up with this whole me plan right now. You would be telling me to try again with my husband. Dr. Otavi says, this is this is, you know... Get your notebook out. Get your notebooks out, everyone. 
But you're not 30. You're 18. You're living in a condo. You're married. You're trying to have a baby to save a marriage that you never really wanted in the first place. Another pregnancy at 18. Another baby. A marriage. Adrian, you are too smart for this. You are a beautiful young woman. You're ambitious. You're determined. Dream a new dream. Go for it. And Adrian has this moment of clarity and she says, yeah, oh my God, I'm only 18. And then she kind of repeats what Dr. Artavi says. She's like, I have plenty of time to go after what I really want. And as soon as she said that line, I said, oh, she's not having a moment of clarity. No. She wants Ricky. Wow. You're really smart. Because my dumb ass was like, oh, she's finally going to be okay. Yeah. Dr. Tavi says, that's right. Your career, your education, your independence, your freedom, your own life. And Adrian says, and Ricky. I'm going after Ricky. So here's my issue with this scene is that if it was the opposite, right? So here Dr. Artavi is like convincing Adrian to not get pregnant again. But where was this energy when Adrian was pregnant? Yeah. For the first time and considering getting an abortion. No, everyone was like, no, you have to. This is your life now. I don't know. The messaging on Adrian has been so horrible they should have just let her get an abortion which would have made more sense for the character well that's the thing is they try to play adrian and we see this later on right because ruben says word for word he says like you're a complex like adrian's a complex girl or something like that to ben but yes they really try to convince us that adrian is this like multi-dimensional character when from episode one it's been ricky That's her motivation for everything. Yes. So. Okay, so. Then we go to the theme song. Do you have an alternate theme for us? Yeah, but you go first. Um, I would like it to be Dolly Parton's Jolene. But we're changing Jolene to Adrian. Adrian. And it's performed by Shailene Woodley. Incredible. Adrian. 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 Um, she just got a fright, so she has a frog in her throat when she's singing this song. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Oh, please don't <laughs> take away my Ricky. Um... I did hear someone talk about Shailene Woodley the other day, and they did on multiple occasions call her Shailene, and it just really that makes me really, want to vomit. Really irked me. Yeah, Shailene. But you know, I'm not gonna yuck a person's yum if they want to name their kid that. My our first child is gonna be named Shailene, right? If I die during childbirth. (laughs) That's how I'll choose to remember you and carry on your legacy. It's not, it's not a laughing matter that people die during childbirth. And let's talk about, I could go into a whole thing, but it's not funny. Okay. Babe, you're the one who was laughing. I know, which is why I'm saying it's, (laughs) I don't think it's funny as someone who has a great passion for birthing people 
dying during childbirth is not funny. No, it's not. And disproportionately, it affects black women. That's true. In the city of New York, they are 11 times more likely to die during childbirth than a white woman. That's true. And that's not funny. No. So, from that note, my alternative theme... I really did not. I did not. I think my alternative theme, honestly, would just be an episode of a podcast that you turn the television off to instead listen to that podcast. That's really good. May may it be this podcast, you know, Keeping Records with Caleb Heron and Shelby Wolfstein. Hey, that's my favorite podcast. Yeah, I have been listening to a lot of Keeping Records. And Did I recommend people... it to you or no? No, I just started listening to it after Caleb and Shelby were on the Headgum podcast. But okay, um, so I've been listening to it for like a like a month or two. But I have turned since turned two people onto the podcast, and both of them have said to me, "Aaron, do you think the reason you like this podcast so much is that Caleb and Jesse are the same person?" That ultimately hurtful but also ultimately very um we unfortunately have very similar backgrounds i think and very similar comedic perspectives yeah and ultimately uh, most people i turn on to the podcast are also like jesse this feels like i'm just listening to you yeah (laughs) which is Honestly, flattering, but also feels problematic if I ever want to move forward in comedy. I would might have to work a little harder to, you know, differentiate. Yeah, or there could just be two people. That's true. You, That's think, true. you, you know what? If we were both straight, straight white, white men, men it would not matter that we have similar comedic stylings. You that are right. That is what I'm saying. You are fucking right. Preach to the choir. But I will say it is always very flattering when people say that after I turn them onto the podcast. Because I'm one like, of hell them, yeah. That is one of the funniest people. One of them people. was Chloe. Hell yeah. And then the other one was Megan Kazmarzik. Hell yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You know, you could listen to an episode of the HeadGum Podcast, Normal Gossip maintenance phase those are all those are all in my regular repertoire um good Um, christian fun is in mine that's very fun if you grew up in the exact same way that we did Uh, (laughs) yeah never been cool there's two episodes of that (laughs) yeah that seems like the creators of that podcast you know maybe bit off more than they could chew at the time (laughs) and shouldn't be held responsible for that Maybe that'll pop back up someday. Who's to say? And honestly, it would be remiss of us if we didn't recommend turning off Secret Life of the American Teenager to instead listen to an episode of our Landlord's podcast, Armchair Expert. Oh my God. Yes, Armchair Expert. So. And if you do tune into Armchair Expert, use our code, um... (laughs) I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Make rent affordable. (laughs) 
I was gonna just um, use the F slur, but I'm like, you know what? That's that feels like some people might get angry at that. <laughs> okay. So... Can we talk about how the current political climate makes it very hard for me to say faggot and feel good about it? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about how the current political uh, climate makes it? very hard for me to joke about how women don't deserve rights yeah it's making it really hard for people who are ironically sexist and or homophobic yeah it's it's really it's really hard wow my fridge was really loud before that's gonna be an awesome noise to try to cut out um okay Let's move on. So we come back from the theme. We're in Dr. Field's office. Ben is having a session in which he's processing, you know, that Adrian had this plan to, like, get pregnant, to trap Ben again. In the middle of this, he gets a phone call from Adrian. And she's like, I need to talk to you because she has come to the realization that... Ben is last year's designer purse. It yeah. is time to drop him. Ben is run through. We don't care about him anymore. Finally. Yeah. And he, you know, does kind of fib a little bit to Dr. Fields and says that it is an emergency and he needs to leave to go talk to Adrian. Which normalize walking out on therapy appointments. I do that once a week. At Honestly. At the end of my 45 minutes. Am I right? So then we move to the butcher shop. Margaret is talking to Ricky and she just really wants some time with Shaker. And she's kind of puppeteering Shaker as the, you know perpetrator of this this is my favorite move like oh i'd love to hang out with you but actually like my mother doesn't want me out of the house or like oh my friend's actually kind of you know annoyed with this other friend so i don't think i'll be coming out with you but it's actually me with the problem right yeah you know margaret is really talking about how nora is getting on shaker's nerves um and then she's like and it's our anniversary so like we would really just love some you know time the two of us to dance in our robes in our kitchen that was so hot that should have been the whole episode (laughs) and then um ricky's like isn't your anniversary around the holidays and she's like oh my god you remember that which is yeah, very cute. december 23rd so sweet yeah. yeah um but basically ricky is like sure i can like quote unquote babysit nora not sure mother. i love that framing but that's fine yeah for a couple days in order to give you a break okay so then amy comes down with john john gets a line snaps for john what does he say? I don't even remember him speaking. He says, hi. Cool. Yeah, good for him. Um, all right, they say goodbye. Margaret leaves. She's like, oh, I just came to ask a favor from Ricky, whatever. Okay, so Amy says, 
after she leaves that it would be really fun to have a sleepover with Nora and she can have the sofa bed and they'll sleep on the floor. I understand the concern around co-sleeping and safe sleep. It's very important, especially with infants. But John is old enough in which they could sleep in their bed and John could also sleep in their bed with them in like an emergency. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So then Ricky suggests that they stay at Amy's parents' house um, or like Nora could stay there alone. And Amy's like, no, like, we'll all stay together. It'll be fun. Amy is so sweet. She is. And Amy says, you know, we can all stay at my parents' house. My dad's still at my mom's. And I think things are going really well with the two of them. Cut to a fight between... George and Anne. This is cinema to me. Yeah. To me, cinema is saying, I think everything is going good and immediately cutting to everything not going good. Right. It's also very confusing because seemingly it's like morning or like daytime. And then you cut to George and Anne and it's like dinner time. Well, the thing I think we often forget about this show is it takes place on a non-linear timeline. Events are just kind of shown as they're relevant, not as they happen. That's true. It's very artistic, very Tarantino-esque. Yes. So what we see in this scene is really Anne ask for something that no woman should ask for, which is equal stake in a country. In a country? What? Anne is asking to become... (laughs) The next Mrs. Kim Jong-un. No, equal stake in a company, equal representation for the work that you put in, you know, really kind of like a co-op feel where, you know, if you're working, you also own part of the company. For a company that she essentially redesigned and remade, you know. Right. And George is like, well then I have to have the house because then you'll have the business. And she's like, well, I just want to be a partner with you because I work really fucking hard and you're just staying at my fucking house that I pay for, spending time with my son, but it's like their son, and my mother. And I'm making you money. And George is like, yeah, that's the way it is, babe. Also, sure, you can get some money like some stake, some of the company, whatever. But I do have to ask Donovan. Ooh, because I did make him a partner. So when did this happen? It happened after Donovan and George had a secret tryst and George really didn't want it to get out. You just written a far more interesting show. I know. Thank you. Um, and okay, that's like pretty much it. He asks, or Anne asks George to leave. She's like, I want to be alone. And he's like, well, can we eat dinner first? And then I'll leave. Oh, wait. (sighs) I messed this up. How? I thought what happened in the first meeting with Dr. Fields 
there's a little bit of a continuity oh, cause issue. Oh, because it's too... Yeah, it's two scenes with Dr. Fields. Sorry, It everyone. should just be one. Nothing happens. It's fine. Yeah. The same thing is happening. Ben is still processing, and this is when the phone call happens with Adrian. Um, and he leaves to, like, go talk to Adrian. He makes this joke where he's like, Adrian needs to talk to me. Maybe she's ovulating. LOL. Lighten up. Uh, I hate Ben so, so much. Yeah. So then Adrian is kind of covering her bases, making sure that Ben doesn't know that she was indeed trying to trap him. And so she calls Grace and yells at Grace for, I guess, not locking Adrian in a basement to prevent her from carrying out this plan with Ben. Yeah, she's like, why didn't you stop me? And Grace is like, um, I told you like seven times it wasn't a good idea. Yeah. And then she asks if Grace told anyone, and Grace is like, I don't think so. And Adrian's like, why not? Mm-hmm. Which, important to note for later in the episode, I think. Yeah. And then Adrian is like, well, I'm leaving Ben, lol. So she says, I had an epiphany. And Grace says, are you sure it wasn't an orgasm? Mm-hmm. And then... God, I hate this show. Grace is like, should I ask what your epiphany was? And Adrian is like, I'm not going to say. And Grace is like, so it's something I'm not going to like. And the amount of times in this episode where essentially Adrian says something nondescript and the people around her go... No. Ricky. Or Ricky. No. Like. Yes. That is half of the dialogue in this episode. Yeah. Like that could be the whole episode. So Grace guesses that or guesses that Adrian's going to go after Ricky. Okay. We go to the Jurgens house. Nora gets there. Ricky, Amy and John are there. Um. It's like, whatever. Like, jokes about babysitting his mom, being babysat by teens, whatever. Um, John's being put down, euthanized, some would say. <laughs> as, let me tell you, as I watched this, I immediately made the note, it's so funny that put down means euthanized or put a baby to sleep. I've said that like seven times on this yeah. podcast, so I wasn't going to say it. I'm so glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Amy tells Nora that she can stay out in Ashley's room, which is actually kind of a sweet setup because... Oh, yeah. It's not even attached to the main house. Yeah. Ashley just gets her own house, essentially. Yeah. And Ashley's dead, apparently. Right. Like, we just... (laughs) Ashley has not made an appearance in the last, like, three episodes. She was serial killed in Gainesville, Florida. Yes. She actually... She and Gabe burned a Bible. Who the fuck is Gabe? What's the fucker's name? Isn't that Gabe? Really? Sorry, I don't watch this show. Like, what <laughs> What did you expect? She and Toby, Toby <laughs> were um, hunted down and put to death for burning a Bible on the steps of a church. Right. 
Who is um, Gabe? Was there a Gabe at one point? Are you sure? I, yeah. Aw, this feels a lot like in our first episode where you tried to gaslight me into thinking that um, there was no boy at the parent trap camp. Bring it all the way back. Remember that? Yes, I do remember that. And I don't think I was trying to gaslight you. I was trying to tell you what I really thought. So you were gaslighting both of us in a way. <laughs> in a way, but I the intention to gaslight you was not there, so I don't think you could call it gaslighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, gaslighting is fake. That's just something that you heard from other people, and like it's not actually a real thing. I believe it. So, okay. Ricky comes out from putting John to bed. And he immediately sees Nora and is like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. And Amy's like, come on, like, let's have fun together. And Ricky's like, everything doesn't have to be fun. True. Um, Nora kind of blames Ricky for her living situation with Margaret and Shaker. And Ricky's like, well, like, you didn't have any other options. So if you want to come up with other options, be my guest. Um... And then Amy's like, let me let me show you where Ashley's bedroom is. Like, I'll meet you there. Go go to the kitchen. Yeah. So then Ricky and Amy have a conversation. And they just start talking about mistakes and who can be trusted. Amy is alluding to Ricky having made mistakes in the past. That's really it. Yeah, I don't know. I have weird feelings about a lot of this, I hate to say. They make so much out of absolutely nothing. Yeah. Also, and I wanna I think that's I think making a lot out of something very small is what these writers think of as adding complexity. Yes. When in reality it's like fluff, but like derogatory. Yeah, I just feel like, also, Ricky needs to stop being like, I can't believe you don't trust me to Amy, when, like, they do have a long history of her not being able to trust him, and it takes a while to build that trust. Like, you can't get Mm -hmm. angry every time she gets paranoid about something that's, like, actually happening, where, like, Adrian basically stormed into their house, said, I'm gonna fuck your man, and then left. Like... I think she has a right to be a little nervous and like him acting like her quote unquote not trusting him is this horrible thing. And this is a thread throughout the episode, but I'm just coming to it now because we're kind of Mm -hmm. on this subject. I just wish they'd stop with that because it's totally normal for her to feel threatened right now. Mm hmm. Yeah. And Ricky will be the first to admit that he hasn't always been perfect. And so... I just do think that there there should be like some grace given for Amy and Amy obviously instead of doing what she does later in the episode should open a dialogue with Ricky about how she's like having a hard time trusting him and it should be more of a conversation but I think it's justified. The thing is every time she tries to open a dialogue Ricky is like I can't believe this I'm leaving. Well no but that's what I I think she 
I think the dialogue she's having is, I'm not trusting you, when instead it could be like, these are the reasons why it's very hard for me to trust you. And so right now, like, I'm acting in good faith, but I want you to know that, like, they're, like, it's difficult for these reasons. Yeah. And that's the thing. They are young. I feel like she could have gotten there if he would have stuck around, potentially. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good step for her to start by saying that she feels threatened by Adrian. Yeah. So, like, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like their relationship, just, like, every time they try to have any sort of dialogue, one or both of them gets, like, frustrated. I don't know. It's just, they're kids. Yeah. No, I I agree, too. I'm adding my adult perspective to this, but... You know. There's room. Anyway, so we go to Ben and Adrian at the condo. Adrian is like, I'm sorry for the way I've been acting, you know, pressuring you into sex. And Ben's like, hey, that's okay. Pressure me anytime. Mm. And she's essentially like, you can move out now. That's fine. Goodbye. And she kind of flip-flops, uh-huh. if you will. But then, plot twist, he also matches her flip-flops. Mm-hmm. Hers and are Gucci, like, his are $3 at Walmart. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm not leaving. Like, this is my condo, too. Just because you've decided it's time for me to leave doesn't mean that I'm going to stay. Um, And then... Adrian is like, you know, really hits the hammer, hammers the the idea home. And she's like, it's over. We're done. Get the fuck out. And he's like, nah. In fact, weren't you trying to like get pregnant again? Oh, he is. I hate him so much. The way he acts, the way he is the way he be Mhm He's like if I had managed to get you pregnant again would you be kicking me out right now And she's like what are you ta- what what are you talking about And he's like yeah So my dad told me and he heard it from Ricky who heard it from Amy who heard it from Grace And so Adrian is like, wow, this conversation couldn't be less important to me right now. What I'm going to do right now is call Grace in front of you and yell at her and implicate myself in this and not even try to deny it. Yeah, what the hell was this? Like, honestly, power move in a way, but... Yeah, but Adrian calls Grace and yells at her. And Grace is like, oh, I don't remember telling anyone anything. And Adrian is like, well, here's the whole line. And now Ben fucking knows. And he just told me. And Adrian says, we're not friends anymore. And Grace says, fine. They, the biggest will they won't they of this show. Honestly, they're not going to be friends because they're going to be lovers now. Yeah. (laughs) Then Grace calls Amy. And Amy picks up the phone and grace is like listen you need to know this because adrian's a bitch she is gonna go after ricky so Mm. do do it that way you will 
I am glad that Grace warned Amy. Mm-hmm. Because now Amy knows for sure instead of having to feel like she's being paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So... We go back to the condo. Ben has decided to have some friends over. Who are those friends? Allison Henry. When he said he was having friends over, I'm like, what friends does he have? And then I didn't even they realize that this is what they were teeing are up. resurrected from the dead. Finally. Um, ben is calling Adrian crazy. And then Alice is like, I literally don't understand, like, yeah, it might have been different than you wanted, but, like, you are getting what you wanted, and you wouldn't shut the fuck up about it the other day. You would tell literally anybody who listened how much you wanted to get out of your horrible marriage when Adrian wasn't even trying to get pregnant again yet, but, like, was going through the grieving process, and that makes you look like a really bad person, and so I would just fucking leave. Yeah. And Ben is like... Well, my rich daddy bought this for me, so I'm not leaving. I do love, isn't this around where Henry's like, you know, that statement would have a lot more weight if it was like, I bought this house for you, Mm -hmm. not my daddy bought this house for you. Yeah, he says a a higher testosterone level, which, sure. Yeah, so he's basically saying, Ben, you don't have the balls to buy a house. Mm -hmm. You've got your daddy's balls to buy a house. Yeah. And then, you know, Ben spills the beans that Adrian was trying to get pregnant again. And Alice is like, then you really need to leave. Like, I don't, that's like, you need to get the fuck out of here. You need to leave this situation. Alice constantly spits good advice when she's not being weird. Mm-hmm. And hissing at people or whatever. Yeah. And then Ben is like... He, like, doesn't want to go home to his dad's house because he's, like, lived out on his own. And Alice is like, you're you're not even a senior in high school. Like, just go be a kid. Like, that's what you should be doing. It's almost summer. It's going to be our last summer of high school. So, um, and she's like, stop trying to save women. All right. Finally, someone says it. Yeah. The Boykoviches and their fucking hero complex. Savior yeah. complex, whichever one. So, also at some point, I'm trying to find. Oh, Ben says this line where he's like, oh, I really. I like he really wants to drink. And then just kind of thrown in there. Right. And it's because they're like, oh, yeah, that storyline. And Alice and Henry are like, no, don't. Um, And then they come to the realization that Adrian wants out because of Ricky. Like, Henry is the one who puts all these pieces together. So then we go to Cindy and Ruben's house. And Adrian is spying on the Jurgens. What else? Back is at new? it again. 
And, uh, you know, Ruben and her have this conversation. And she's like, I don't want to be married anymore. And Ruben is like, you don't want to be divorced at 18. And she's like, well, to be honest, I don't want to be married at 18. That, I think, is a much more important stance. Yeah. Also, do you think they could qualify for an annulment or no? Because they fucked a little. No, I I definitely don't think they could. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. I don't know how annulments work. It's you you can't have consummated the marriage, which is an olden time rule. Okay. That, um, that's why Ross and Rachel couldn't get an annulment on Friends, and that's why Kenny Chesney and Renee Zellweger could get an annulment, <laughs> which everyone forgets about. Yeah. So... Did you know um, there's a huge theory that country music superstar Kenny Chesney is secretly um, homosexual? I can believe it. Honestly, if you watch his music videos... If you're singing a song about someone thinking your tractor is sexy... That is inherently queer, I hate to say. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, Ruben confronts Adrian by being like... I noticed you were, like, looking out the window, and I do notice that Amy and Ricky's cars are here. So, is it Ricky again? Hmm? Then we go to the Jurgens' house. George comes in to Ashley's bedroom after seeing Nora in there. Um, also, who's there? The dog. Why am Moose. I blinking on the... Moose. The moose is loose. Yeah. Um, moose, 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 moose. George calls Ashley sugar plum. Never heard that before. Never want to hear it again. I felt <laughs> sick. Um, we There's find out that Anne here. is living in Palm Springs. We get a definitive lo- location. I just wish we'd have a definitive location for the rest of this series, perhaps. Right. And George is, you know, he talks about how Anne kicked him out, but, you know, she'll come back around. Um, He asks where Ricky and Amy are. And, like, basically... You know, they're talking, Anne says, or Nora says something about Margaret and Shaker being boring. Whatever. Rude. They they talk about being good at being married, being good at being divorced. They're not, neither of them are good at being divorced. And, you know, this is especially magnified when you have children. And George says, um, are you still? And she said, working at the butcher shop. And he says, is that what they call it? So fucking funny. I will exclusively be referring to lesbianism as working at the butcher shop from now on. I I think that's great. Um, Nora tells George that she will get him a book, a picture book. He says, thanks, I like to read. That's disgusting to me. Yeah. Um, You know, we find we get a little bit of Nora's anti-marrying, whatever. George says we got a lot of common, whatever. Okay. 
Then George sees Adrian walk by. This is so... Yeah. And Nora says, I don't know, Adrian. Was that Adrian? What's she doing here? And George goes, Ricky. And Nora goes, no. Like, that's the whole episode. This title should... This episode should be titled, Ricky, Ricky, no. No, yes. That actually would be a lot funnier and work a lot better in my mind. Yeah, so then Adrian knocks on, like, the back door. Amy and Ricky talk to her. Ricky bails out of that conversation very quickly. Yeah. Um, And then Amy does confront Adrian and is like, I know why you're here. And just because Ben left you doesn't mean that you can get Ricky back. And Adrian's like, oh, I am on the prowl. Ben didn't leave me. I left him. And it's like, well, semantics, babes. Like, Ricky, or Ben did leave you. Like, he was leaving you at the end of the summer. Yeah. So, and then Adrian is like, let me just sow little seeds of distrust. Check Ricky's phone. (sighs) Then we go to Grace's house. She calls Daniel. You know, keeps him up on the goss and is like, Adrian might try to have sex with you because she wants to get back at me. Um, But also, you're kind of last in line, so it'll probably be Jack and then Grant and then you. This is a Daniel wild... Says, Daniel does what I think is the worst move by any boyfriend, is to say, I'm actually not interested in any of this stuff. Can you not tell me? Can you leave me out of it? Honestly, I think that's hilarious. If anyone ever said that to me, I would fucking murder them. But it is so funny to see it said. And it's like, also, if you didn't want to deal with high school drama, don't date a high school. Well, that's, yeah, that's why it was like, bro, like, you are dating a high schooler. You're dating a high school stereotypical girl who has very high high drama friends. Also... Don't act like you don't want to know the drama. Everyone yeah, wants to know the gossip drama. Gossip is fun, especially when you're not a part of it. Yeah, that's so low stakes for you, Daniel. You want to know it. Yeah, the only thing that could possibly happen is a hot woman's going to try to sleep with you. Right. Also, I do think it is important for him to be like, le- like he's like, leave me out of this. But this is something that directly affects your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And so maybe... I will say his next words won me back for him. Daniel's next line is that history is not his strongest subject. Is that the line you're referring to? Oh, I meant like the next when he starts talking about like maybe you all need to like realize that this is adrian's way of coping with a horrible tragedy and like gather around her oh yeah i forgot the history is not as great a subject line that is funny though um yeah because then they start talking about history repeating itself and he does say like you can't be you know like real friends do call each other out on their bullshit that's true be a real friend to her I don't think we as a society talk about that enough. Yeah. Be a real friend to her. Don't be a fake friend. Um, 
And then Grace is like, I'm in love with you. And he's like, I'm in love with you too. Um, and remember that when you talk to Jack. And they say goodnight, I love you, whatever. Okay, Jack enters. He was listening in. Horrifying. The first thing he says is, are you off? Which I think is very funny. It is. Jack, Himbo Jack has been so much fun to watch progress over these last yeah. couple seasons. Um, Jack says that Adrian did call him. She said she needed someone to talk to. And Jack is like, well, I wouldn't want to risk anything between you and me and for the future. So, of course, I'm not going to go talk to her. And it's like, bro. Bro, just get that dick wet at this point. You're not getting any of that. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, get the hint. Um, you know, then they start talking about how Grace did love Jack, but she doesn't anymore. Um... And whatever. They, it's just fucking annoying talk. Let's talk about what else has happened on this show. Yeah. So then we go to Ruben's house. He calls Ben. And he's like, she needs to feel loved, Ben. And Ben says, well, it's difficult to do that when she doesn't love herself. Oh, this... Don't perpetuate that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this is where they really, you know, up till now, I was like, this is probably the best show I've ever seen. Um, all the characters are unproblematic and fine. This is where I draw the line. Yeah. Um, then Ruben is like, everyone involved with Adrian just needs to essentially like set boundaries and not just like don't you know like ignore her and it'll stop and <laughs> um and... what you can't see is linus is behind my laptop and he just kicked it a little bit so it looked like i was showing you my titties yeah it was nice though i really liked it thank you oh my god wow so <laughs> um ben says that the most important no has to come from ricky and then Ruben is like, there's so much more to Adrian than this nonsense. She's a complex young young woman. She's a flawed she, child of God who will find her way with the right man to fix her. It's like, oh my God. So then we go to um, Ben, like the condo. Ben hangs up with Ruben as Adrian walks in. And they, you know start fighting or whatever and she says that she really does love ricky and she wants to be with him and she told everyone and i'm gonna work towards it and he's like okay but also i'm peacing out of here i'm leaving goodbye sure and end to the most romantic story ever told yeah, this really was. Like, Cinderella has nothing on this shit. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the Boykovich house. Uh, ben, you know, comes in. Just talking to his dad. They joke about the prenup. Ben says, lesson learned. I love it when you marry someone and then you get divorced and you're just like, oh, that would a great lesson, you know? Yeah, that is really like a rich person thing where you can just kind of like marry someone for a couple months and be like, ha ha ha, that was a good fun, right? Yeah. 
Um, Ben is like, uh, don't forget, I did say those horrible things to her. The marriage was never meant to be. And Leo's like, Ben, you're such a nice guy. You're the nicest guy I've ever met. I wanted to kill myself at this moment, I hate to say. And I don't like joking about that, but this really did. <laughs> yeah. If we would have done this when we were when I was driving home like I'd wanted to, this is where I would swerve across the median. Yeah. Yep. So then Ben Ben's like nice guys never win or nice guys finish last or whatever. And let me tell you, the reason self-proclaimed nice guys finish last is because the people who are calling themselves nice guys are never actually the nice guys, okay? They are these self-absorbed, self-righteous assholes who think that they're nice for giving the bare minimum of attention to anyone. Speak on it. So okay. I I, I mean, I thought I just did, but I could expound (laughs) more if you'd like me to. Um... Ben is like, like, look at you. Like, you're the nicest guy and, you know, nothing good's happening for you. And Betty comes in and she's like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, my God. Free Betty. Truly. Then, you know, Leo spills that Adrian and Ben are splitting up. Um, Can I tell you something, some background on my experience watching this show? Yeah. This was the point where I accidentally didn't realize that I'd switched from my notes to texting one of my friends. And I started texting him my notes instead of using my notes. The first time was on accident. And after that, I'm like, I'm just going to keep going with this. There you go. He was not happy. I would believe it. He's like, I don't know who these people are. What are you doing? Jesse, I'm so confused. (laughs) Who's Betty? Why is she slaying? She is slain. So Ben's like, I'm going to bed, whatever. So then Betty and Leo talk, and she's basically like, should we get divorced? Should you pay for me to go to college? I've always wanted to go to college because clearly you're not happy to be with all of this. Good for Betty, honestly. Get out of there. Get this man to pay for your college. Mm-hmm. She says she'd be happy to be educa- an educated, independent woman with a job that has nothing to do with a man. I would be happy for Betty to be that as well. Yeah. So when we go to the Jurgens' house, um, Nora's like, I'm going to talk to Ricky. And Amy's like, nah, it's okay. George says they should get everything out in the open. And I'm like, George, honestly, you're not wrong. No, you're wrong in 90% of conversations you're in. And you've never once done this in your own relationship, but that is the right thing to say. Hey, a broken clock is right two times a day. That's really good. Thanks. I I just came up with that. That's really good. What if the clock is a digital one and it's broken in such a way that it says it's like 27 o'clock, though? So that is such a good point. Thank you for bringing it up. I'm really going to reflect. I'm going to think on that. I'm glad to hear that. So, you know, then they then they have a conversation about how George and Anne aren't really divorced, how their relationship is fucked up because they keep breaking up and getting back together, and what are the likelihoods of them, like, actually working out, and Amy does this diss where she's, like, probably less than you and Nora getting together. That's funny because Nora famously works at the butcher shop. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy leaves... And Nora's like, I have an idea. 
And George is like, yeah, me too. And Nora's like, um, maybe I could just live here. And George is like, well, my idea was that we could use the meat scraps that I saved for moose and make ourselves a sandwich. That's kind of gross, right? What does he mean by meat scraps? I have no idea. I don't want to know. So Nora's like, I think that I could just rent Ashley's room. And George is like, okay. Um, and Nora's like, I don't feel babysat here. Um, now I just feel like an ex-con renting a room while I struggle to stay sober after breaking up with my girlfriend. He that says, is beautiful, honestly. That makes it sound even better. It's almost like a movie of the week. So then we go to Amy's bedroom. Her and Ricky are talking about the messages that Adrian left Ricky. And he's like, I hadn't listened to it at the time. I have since listened to it. And like nothing's coming of it. And she's like, are you hiding something? He's like, no. And he's and she's like, I think you are. Like, I think you're hiding messages from Adrian. It's not that I don't trust you, but like, you know. I'm a dumb little bitch who got pregnant. And he's like, why would you say that? I'm the little, dumb little bitch who got you pregnant. Um, it's like, okay, both things can be true, babes. You can be a dumb yeah. little bitch, and he can also be a dumb little bitch. That's what makes Ex- you two so beautiful. Exactly. Ricky gets, like, really angry. He tries to leave, and he, a- Amy, like, steps in his way, and he's like, do not get in my way when I'm angry. That is not a good thing to do. And I'm like, okay, okay that's scary. that's really scary behavior, actually. That made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then... Amy is like, I really don't want you to leave, Ricky. I just want to, like, talk about this. Like, obviously, Adrian makes me crazy. Can we just talk about this? And Ricky's like, no, clearly you don't fucking trust me. And then he's like, I just am going to go back to the apartment and be by myself. Okay? Um, And she says, like, five more times, please don't do this. And he says, no, I have to do this. And she says, please don't do this. And he says, no, I have to do this. Yeah. And she says, please don't do this. And he says, I'm going to do this. And then he walks out, finally. Yeah. Um, Ricky goes to the kitchen, talks to George and Nora, and Nora's like, it's really not a good idea for you to go get some space. Like, after Adrian came in here, like, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird vibes there. Um, And Nora spells the beans that her and George are going to live together. Amy's in the bedroom still. She stole Ricky's phone at a previous point during this episode. And she guesses that his passcode to get into his voicemail is John, which is kind of cute And she does what vibes. we all do when we're trying to, like, hash someone's password. She says, password? J-H-O-N. Hmm. Lucky guess. That's not how you spell John at all. It can be. <laughs> what did I say? J-H-O-N. <laughs> Oh, I Jahan. was thinking of Jahan Jones <laughs> from um, DC Comics. The Martian Manhunter, if you will. So then Amy listens to these messages and Adrian is like, long time, no see. I've been thinking about you. Have you been thinking about me? And then the next message is, come on, call me back. You know, you want to call me back. Aren't you bored just talking to Amy? Ricky shows up behind and he's like, that's where my fucking phone is. And he leaves. Amy is like, I don't know why I try. No one in this family can have a relationship. And she looks at Nora and she's like, or your family. Shots fired. 
sick burn. Mm-hmm. Got to give her some respect. Then we go to Margaret and Shaker's house. They are dancing in bathrobes in the kitchen with candles lit. And they just talk about how much they love being married to each other and how their marriage isn't hard work. And they love each other. And that's the end of the episode. That was a wild note to end on for this deeply bad episode, I will say. But, you know, sometimes you just have to throw everything at the wall and just see, you know, what sticks. The answer, nothing so far. Nothing has stuck. Yeah. So, anyway, that's it. That's season four, episode nine, Flip Flop. Well, Join I've... us next week when we cover HGTV's show Flip or Flop. Oh God, can we? And then can I we get really into? Like that show. I love that show. Can we get into the drama of Selling Sunset when um, what's her name Heather started dating Tarek? Mm. Have you ever watched Love It or List It? I would have to say that might be my favorite HGTV show. Aaron, knowing what you know about my sexuality, you think I haven't seen Love It or List It? I don't know. Have you ever seen Love It or List It 2? Yes. I honestly like that one better. Who do you always want to win? Like, who do you, who are you rooting for nine times out of ten? I'm always rooting for them to love it. Moving is just too much fucking work. Well, that's the thing. And, like, so often the person who wants to love it, or love it is like, yes, this was my grandmother's childhood home that she lived in for 900 years, and we've had a great <laughs> life here together so far. And the listed guy is like... Because it's always the guy, 100% yeah. of the time. It's always like, oh, I don't want to paint. Yeah. Find me a new house. Well, my name's Aaron. My name's Jesse. And this is In Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. You can follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Patreon, and Twitter, at your two gay friends. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. You can follow me on Instagram at No Money, No Prospects. You can send us a voice message on Anchor. You can send us an email at slwithjessieandaron at gmail.com. You can rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I think that's it. Hope you have a great day. Hope. Hmm? What? What'd you say? I said I think that is it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, have a good day. Enjoy the weather in whatever capacity. If it's raining, enjoy your time inside. If it's sunny and you want to be outside, enjoy it. If it's sunny and you want to be inside, enjoy it. That's really good. So, goodbye. That's called breath work.